Hey guys, thank you for listening to Sanctified Studio. This is Jason here with my co-host and lovely wife, Nikki. Hey everybody. We got Patrice here back for her part two. Hello. Yeah. Man, the first episode was awesome. It was deep. Whoa. You were like, whoa. Yeah. Like, <laughs> whoa. <laughs> it was good. I was getting blown away with your childhood stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, just quick recap, guys, if because I know this is going to be a time gap here. Um, the um, Patrice was raised Adventist. She, you know, she struggled a little bit with her first, uh, her first coming into faith. You know, the first foundation of faith that was presented to her. She struggled there. Um, some the- theological issues mm-hmm. was kind of, kind of, kind of harsh. Um, fast forward, you know, she went through a number of relationships that also had some issues, some from uh, other rooted issues that other people had. Just c- common things, really, mm-hmm. with abuse. Mm-hmm. Bu- abusers gonna abuse. Abusers typically have been abused, mm-hmm. right? Hurting people, hurt that's, people. That's what I meant to yeah. say. Thank you. Hurt people, hurt people. Mm-hmm. That's so true. So you dealt with that, um, had your first son, moved out, and now you know we're coming to a spot where I think it, it sounds like some walls are about to come down. And you, it, it, I, I think it sounds like you might be you know stepping into something new or trying to at least. How, mm-hmm. how did it go from from um, from the last, from where we picked off last, where did it go from there? It went, um, so I just started really getting involved in the church where I could. Um, so when you say the church, you mean the church Pine Top? Yes. Okay. Ernie's church. Hello. Our church. Yes. yes. Praise <laughs> the Lord. Um, I, what brought me or how I was drawn to this church was it, it was non-denomination. So when you get out of like uh, people who come out of Mormonism or, you know, Seventh-day Adventism, like the the cults, their cults, Mm -hmm. um, we'll argue about that some other time. I mean, we won't argue. We'll just state facts about about how they're cults. Um, You you don't have trust. And a lot for a long time, I remember I didn't have a lot of trust because of what I was raised in uh, behind the scenes with my family and my parents. You just when you're raised in abuse, you don't trust. And then when you come out of um, fundamentalists and Christianity and all that kind of stuff where it's fear of God, I mean, you should have a fear of God, but when it's instilled that you obey God because you're afraid or shame Uh, or guilt, you just stop trusting things. But I just, I always remember that this, it wasn't working. Nothing was working. Relationships were failing. I felt like I was failing my kids. I couldn't, just there was there was joy in my kids but there was just everyday life it was just mundane and I I mean I was baptized at 17 um I was supposed to be baptized at 13 I didn't want to get baptized that young because I never believed in being baptized into a religion you are baptized with Christ Mm -hmm. you're you're baptized and you're made new you're born again and being baptized into religion is completely false. And I'm sorry, but the Bible does not teach that at all. There is mm. nowhere, there is no verse in the Bible that says you have to be baptized into a religion. Mm-hmm. You mm-hmm. are born again. That is a, that's something so personal and private between you and Christ. And it can yeah. be in front of people or it can be at the lake like Babo does. Like it's, it's, yep. it's that intimacy between you and Christ. So I knew that I already had that experience 
I, um, I did it at the in the McKenzie River in Oregon. Whoa. Yeah, it was cold. We did yeah. it in this in like probably I think it was May. Um, and it's the McKenzie is freezing all the time. It's mm. like um, ice or snow drop drip yeah, whatever snow from the Three Sisters. So Whoa. it's cold. It's always cold. Jeez. So I wanted it to be something that I would never forget. So the colder, the better. <laughs> you know, I, I go hard. <laughs> Still got the frostbite to prove it. Right? <laughs> See? That's funny. Um, and that was my commitment. And then, you know, there's there's shame and guilt with how you're raised, but then there's also shame and guilt with how you let down your father. And I've always been a daddy's girl. And... Um, I remember letting down my dad, uh, being an adult and, um, I never got into substances, but, um, somebody gave me a Zanny bar mm -hmm. and it helped me sleep. Mm -hmm. And I liked that about it. And then one night I mixed a Zanny bar and I drank a Corona and I don't remember a whole night of my life. Whoa. And somehow I drove too. And I remember waking up and my dad was holding Jaden. He was, uh, you know, still a baby. And I was just like, whoa, like, where am I? And mm -hmm. I just was like, I don't know what happened. Like, it freaked me out. And um, my dad was holding Jaden, and he's like, you done? And I was all like, done what? Because now you have to look into your father's eyes. Mm -hmm. And if you have a relationship with your father, a healthy relationship, you don't want to disappoint. Mm -hmm. So I remember looking to, into his eyes, and he was just like, are you done yet? I was like, what do you mean? He's like, you can't live this life. Like, and he showed me Jaden. He's like, this is what you're living for now. Whoa. And I remember crying and just hiding my face from him. Uh, and funny. that was always a good demonstration with how, you know, God's just, and he's still going to love you, but he's going to remind you what's important, mm -hmm. you mm -hmm. know? Um, and then you, <laughs> you deal with it, how you deal with it. You either <laughs> go into deep depression or you say, Hey, I'm going to like, you know, put in the work. Yeah. So after that, like that was my demonstration of just like I knew what God and, you know, my father wanted for me. And I knew that I kept failing him. I kept getting involved oh, with wow. the friends or and I'm like, I'm someone who has a hard time to say say no. Mm -hmm. So you wouldn't get wrapped up in that. You know, you're going out, you're going to karaoke, you're hanging out. You don't like disappointing. So sure. it's hard for me to say no. I've gotten a little bit better. But then I'm like, I'm so sorry. Did I hurt your feelings. <laughs> So, um, so yeah, so it coming out of that and just like thinking that, you know, you've just disappointed your father so much and then you don't have trust in, you know, Christianity very much anymore. But I remember going into the church and meeting Ernie and seeing how my sister who was thriving, like my sister should not be here. She's dealt with tons of issues with um, her health and she was an addict. And the only thing that sobered her up was my nephew who just turned 18. So she's mm -hmm. been clean 18 years now. Oh, and praise God. yeah, praise God mm -hmm. and turned a lot of things around in her life. And I, I, I admired that about her, wow. but I still just, you know, also when you're confined so much and you're raised so strict when he gets a little piece of the world yeah like we were saying in the other in the previous podcast you mm -hmm. either go crazy or you don't and i didn't really go crazy i still was responsible i still took care of family my mm -hmm. family i still you know paid all my own bills mm -hmm. but still that's that's your new norm and that is yeah. considered fun so but i um i remember going back to church even after um 
my ex-husband and I could not make it work. I still like I felt so much guilt and shame yeah. that even in the atmosphere of the church that we go to up here, mm-hmm. I felt like I was disappointing wow. the people around me. Yeah. And not once did anybody like come to say the only thing that um, Pastor Blake said to me one time was, is there no restoration in this? And I was like, yeah, no, I'm done. Like, you don't. it's not going to ever be fixed. And I mm. said, no, it's not. And he said, okay, that's fine, you know. Like he, he was coming to me from his pastoral side view and what he believes mm-hmm. in marriage and everything and wanted to help me. But I put, yeah. the, you know, the block and I was like, no, sorry. <laughs> Did mm. it for, you know, tried for a, a year. But um, so going into that, I just, I knew that, that there was a pulling and a yearning on my heart and I knew where I was supposed to be, but it was just getting there. Yeah. Like you have all the theology you can think of in the world of what I was raised with, you know, your Bible, you know what a commitment with Christ is, you know what you would like to raise your kids as, but how do I get there again? And I think it's harder. This is just me personally. I think it's harder people being brought up in Christianity and walking away and then going back. I think it's harder to go back rather than somebody who wasn't brought up with it and found it. And they're just gung ho and they're like, Praise Jesus. Let's go. Yes. I would agree. Yeah. Absolutely. I would 100% agree. Um, yeah, that's so true. Yeah. It's 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 just like, because you, you're right in the sense that, and I've heard this from other people, you know, I tried that. Mm-hmm. Or I, I did that for a while. Or, you know, it just think those kind of phrases, you know, but it's like, mm, what, what really did you try? Right. You I feel know? like you have to really fight for it. Yeah. And it, it makes me think of like, you know the story of Saul, King Saul? Yeah. In the Old Testament, and the spirit of Lord of the Lord departed from him. Yeah. You know, and mm-hmm. he had he fought every single corner trying to get that back. Like, think about that. Like, you have to fight for that spirit. And he never got it back because mm-hmm. of his choices and his disobeying God. But now you come into the New Testament and we are given the spirit. We have it with us all the time, and it's still a fight yeah. to get that. Like it's so taken for granted. Like mm-hmm. Old Testament, you fight for it. Totally. Here, you have it. You have to fight for it, but it never leaves you. Man. Yeah. Kind of. But, um, so anyways, I, I remember um, going to church on a Saturday night because, again, Saturday, I'm oh, still, right. you know, struggling with the mm-hmm. Sunday worship, uh, <laughs> but they offered a Saturday night worship, which I was cool with that. You're like, oh, this feels familiar. You know? <laughs> I, but it's also hypocritical because I could go party, but, uh, I, you know. And you have Sunday off. Hey, hey, exactly. Win, win. It was very hypocritical. Wow. But um, so <laughs> I remember just being in there and music has always been my form of worship. Even growing up, like it was always music. Mm. Always. Sweet. DC Talk, Newsboys, <laughs> Avalon. I mean, <laughs> this was the, it was my jam. And then my brother was very musically inclined and mm. he would do music for church. All It was just music was was my thing and even in my um own like car driving around i'd still listen to christian music and stuff and so there was the song that the worship band started singing and it was hosanna have you guys heard that by hillsong Mm -hmm. i love that song it's amazing and i remember always just wanting to lift up my hands i could never get the courage (laughs) to worship god with my hands held high i remember uh we were at this church in Gaston, Oregon. It was a Seventh-day Adventist church. And on the, uh, there were two levels, um, 
or like overflow on top where you can look down at the um what like are those things floor, called? Like the, 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 the pulpit. Oh, okay, oh. yes. Pulpit. I almost said podium. Pulpit. <laughs> um, and this lady was having an experience with Christ. Mm-hmm. And she started crying. You could hear her crying. And then she lifted up her hands and surrender. And I remember I thought that was so weird because you don't do that in Adventism. You absolutely don't, do not do that. I was taught that speaking in tongues is demonic possession. Lifting up your hands is demonic possession. Mm-hmm. Like you don't do that. But there wow. was always this like pull on me that, you know, I was, I was made to worship. Yeah. So, um, <clears throat> I remember finally I just, I was just praying and I was like, God, this, I want to be able to, you know, I, I can't remember who was leading the song. Mm-hmm. Um, I know Blake was there, but I don't remember. It was somebody was down there, a female. It could have been Darcy, but they were just in complete, you know, surrender and worship during that song. And I just was like, I wish that I could have the courage to do that. I want to be able to, you know, yeah. let go and be set free and just, just be do vulnerable. that. Yeah. So, you know, through the chorus, I finally just, I was like, I'm just going to do it. <laughs> 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 and I remember I pulled my hands from my hoodie and like I raised them a little bit and you, you know, you keep them by like your hip area yeah. where it's just like, <laughs> I'm doing it. Here <laughs> like, it comes. Here it comes. And that day, like I know that um, I didn't lift my hands all the way okay. high in worship. But you know, you got to baby step. Yes, baby step. Yes. Sure. The baby worship hold. Yes, you know? exactly. But <laughs> holding the baby Jesus. Yes, the baby Jesus. Yes. Okay. <laughs> um but that was when I, I finally started, like, you know, stepping back from things and, and slowly being able to tell those friends, like, hey, no, I don't want to go out tonight. Like, mm. oh, okay. and it was, it was never, um, af- like, when I had my kids, because my ex-husband and I, we do week on, week off. So the weeks I have my kids, that's it. I'm a mom. I'm home. Everything mm. else. The weeks I don't have my kids, what am I going to do? Yeah. Just hang out and go to work and let's go have some wine with all the ladies ladies yeah. night karaoke i love to sing woo and there's Makes nothing sense. i'm not condemning those things like my no. husband and i still like to go have a glass of wine or go yeah. to karaoke with a couple friends sing two songs go home like i don't condemn those things but when that's what your life is about and that's all that you can say you do that's what i do for fun like yeah like yeah what do you like to do for fun well Drink Slam a twelve of live wine and you know yeah, exactly it gets weird it Sing. does it gets played out <laughs> yeah. you and you start growing out of it too yeah. you know but that was the moment that I I truly like you know said I'm done and and started really diving in I started um, Blake and I started working on getting me to have confidence um, with the worship band. And I didn't even go to Blake to ask if I could be part of band. My sister went and said, hey, my sister can sing. Ah. And <laughs> so he's like, hey, we should meet up and like, you know, like maybe sing a song yeah. or something like that. Like, woo, woo, woo. So <laughs> we did that for years. I want to say like three years. We worked on trying to gain my confidence to get up oh, on wow. stage. Wait, wait, wait. So in 2020, when you actually sang Oceans, was that that was the first time that you sang with the worship team? With the worship team for church. Yeah. Wow. Mm -hmm. So I got to be part of that. Yeah. That's awesome. (laughs) Did you see me shaking? And I was like, "Ah." yeah, I was so nervous. It was it was was bad. But I was was trying to calm you down. I was like complimenting you. I'm all like crap. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. It was it was a big deal. I do remember this now. Yeah. 
I do remember that. Yeah. That is a big deal, you know, on stage and Yeah. And it's I I truly believe that once you're placed in front of a congregation or people and you're representing the kingdom, mm-hmm. like is your heart okay? Mm-hmm. Oh, and I, I yeah. and we'll go into that that story more um, here in a little bit. But I felt that day like my heart was not okay oh, at all. So when hmm. you and I also think that also that's why God <clears throat> and I, I mean I don't know God's plan. Mm-hmm. What I do know is that those three years I practiced with Blake and tried to get confidence behind the scenes. There's still a lot going on, and I don't feel like my heart was you know ready. And I think you have to just be ready. I mean, and nobody's ready for in what sense? Ready for what? To stand in front and represent the kingdom because you're looked. Yeah, to lead. That's that's better. Mm -hmm. Yeah, thank you for saying that. Mm -hmm. Thank you. Of course, (laughs) that's what I'm here for. (laughs) Yes, but I just it it took a long time, and then um, so my sister got married um, to my brotato chip is what I call him, Mm -hmm. (laughs) Steve, and Steve started heading security. And he was like, he couldn't get a lot of dependable people. And so he was like, hey, I need help. And I was like, yeah, I'll help you here and there, whatever. Gets me to church too, you know, where I'm more committed to going because I have something to do. And then I started getting super involved in security. I think I was on security for two, two, almost three years Mm -hmm. working security. Um, And I was doing security when Bobo came on too. I was so Mm -hmm. excited for Bobo to come on because they were still kind of new to the church and I loved, I loved, I wanted him on our team so bad, but, um, they had asked me a couple of times, would I be interested in taking over security team? And I just, I didn't want to, it just, hmm. it wasn't, I loved doing security team. I loved being, um, at the time, Dan was the lead of security team and I was right under Dan. So if Dan needed anything or couldn't show up, then it, it was, it was me. Mm-hmm. So <clears throat> I, I just, I knew it wasn't, for me. I always knew it was Bobo's place. I just always felt that in my heart that yeah. that was where Bobo was supposed to be. That's cool. So, but I ended up stepping down from, you know, worship team really and security for, you know, the reasons we'll get into. But that was my, my surrender was Hosanna. It's a very special song to me. And when wow. I started really putting into work, the work and get involved and yeah. That's cool. Going to town for Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> what is um what is it about the church in Pine Top, Arizona that uh that you just resonated with? Can you nail it down? What do you know? Like what is it about our church? There's no Sister White says. It's the Holy Bible says this. Okay. And ah, the ah, way that okay. is it's explained or interpreted, I've never had like my eye twitch and been like that's wrong. Or ever thought that's wrong or that sounds fishy. That's weird. It's what the Bible says. It's the context of the Bible. And that's so important. Like you can't, you know, like we talked about before the comma, there were no commas in Hebrew and Mm -hmm. you know, they, and people interpret the Bible to fit themselves. It's really selfish. I've never felt any form of selfishness from Uh, pastor Ernie there. So like, I think what you're saying is like true love. Yeah. Absolutely. Who would have and, thought? And Ernie never, Ernie, like I said, he walked beside us um, through our, mine and my ex-husband's, through our um, counseling. Um, even after our divorce, he still sat with us because 
I was still very angry and he started dating somebody and I was angry that he was, you know, dating somebody. And I was like, dude, you, you don't get to be happy. I was very angry about it. And Ernie came to us and sat down with us and said, okay, we're divorced. Now it's about the kids. Like a lot of pastors don't do that. Sometimes Mm -hmm. they pick sides, but Mm -hmm. he reminded me that even in my anger, it's still about my children. And you know that, but emotions run high and wild especially during things like that. Heck so yeah. he put himself beside us and helped us co-parent. Wow. Wow. That was really good of him. Mm-hmm. Be like a mediator, huh? Yeah. For the, for the true cause, like for the greater good. Mm-hmm. That's cool. Absolutely. Man. Yeah. <laughs> I love our church so much. I do too. No, yeah. And I, I was going to say, I agree. Like there's just, I've said it before. It's just something about the way our pastors present the word mm-hmm. and the way that they, um, unravel you know the the parables and unravel the, the the you know old testament link to the new testament and and you know here's where he was prophet you know here's where you know jesus was here's where they're essentially talking about jesus in the old testament and things like that like really linking mm-hmm. and bridging gaps yeah for, for me was a was a big contributor to us accepting the church our church up here yeah. um yeah. me, me personally i just liked how they accept you as you are yeah. You know, you don't feel like you have to fit a certain mold to go there. Exactly. And they're just so welcoming and so loving. And like everybody, not mm-hmm. just the pastoral team or anything, but like everybody there. Yep. Super, super welcoming and encouraging. Yep. Big time. Big time. I remember. Yeah, very encouraging. I remember meeting Nikki and I was like, we need to be friends. <laughs> <laughs> she seems like my people. We're going to get along great. Yep. <laughs> and we do. We do. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah, it's it a, it's a big awesome. family. It is. It's, it's family. And like when community group started, um, it was amazing. Well, I, I should rephrase that. Jameson and Katrina had community group going for a couple months before I went into it. I was asked to go. And mm. that's been my family ever since. And even now that um, the Evans are, you know, overseeing that community group, Jay and Katrina are still my family. Mm-hmm. Anybody who's ever been to that group is still my family. You guys are my family. It's same. Yeah. It's a tight knit and it's, it's a bond that will never go away. Mm -hmm. Agreed. Exactly. Praise the Lord. Amen. Blood in, blood out. Yes. (laughs) United. We are ignited. Yes. All of that. All of that. Love it. (laughs) (laughs) That's cool. Love you guys. Yeah. I love all you guys. Christian cartel, Mm JMO, Katrina, Babo, Tia, Rilo, everybody just everybody. go on and on. Christina. Yes, Christina. my Christina girl. She's like one of our biggest fans. She's yeah. amazing. And like, <laughs> She's the you, she does not give herself enough credit. That girl is so. I know. And then she's like, like you said, she's gifted. And she's like quiet all the time. Mm-hmm. And then like, we'll open up with some like deep. Drop that mic. Um, Boom. And, and yeah, exactly. And it's like, okay, you're just going to hold that in for us. She's amazing. I know that it just didn't come up. <laughs> You've been dwelling on that, haven't you? Haven't you? Haven't you? She'll go like this and push her hair away a little bit and go, and then I'll be like, just say it. Just say it. <laughs> it's right there. It's right there. We love you, Christina. Love you, Christina. So much. Love doing life with her. Yeah. Good and Ryan, because now Ryan and I work together. So, yeah. and Tia, and it's like going to work with your family. It's I'm super lucky. I'm super blessed. I'm kind of jealous. Not gonna lie. Come hang out. <laughs> Just a big old party down at the Reese Center. <laughs> right. It's a Jesus jam. Yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. I'm jealous It too. is awesome. Yeah. 
That's cool though. Um, <clears throat> so that's that's sweet, man. So God is like pulling you back into the church at that part of your, of your life. And yeah. You really stepping into it. Yeah. That's, that's neat. Where else did it go from there? Like, what what was the next steps for you? So the next steps. So I was super on fire doing. Um, what happened was COVID happened. Oh shoot. COVID happened. Did I it mean, happen? I. It, it was it's so dumb. Um, I personally, and anyone you know who has experienced COVID, I didn't mean that in a rude way at all. Um, <laughs> I wasn't fearful of it because sure. I've already dealt with fear in my life. Uh, I was over that part of my life. Um, I wasn't fearful of it. I got COVID twice and, you know, I have an autoimmune disease called lupus. They told me that I would be very susceptible to it um, and that I would probably die from it. And I was just like, no. That's I don't think this is how I'm going out. Knock on wood. But <laughs> God has a lot more plans for me, and I'm a fighter, especially as a mama for my kids. I was like, I'm not leaving my kids. Right. But um, I got it twice. It was a flu, and I got over it. Yeah. And you know, but COVID, it scared a lot of people, and the guidelines that the government like set down for us, you know, we had to follow as a church, and it sucked. Yeah. And so we started. Um, we stopped going to community group. Um, we ended it. I want to say it was twice. We tried to zoom a couple times and oh, it didn't really, it. you just don't have the feel, you know, the kids are like, ha, he, ha, woo, look at me. Look right. at me look at, and we're just like, Jesus loves you. <laughs> <laughs> I got to go. go <laughs> but, so um, that must've been hard. It was hard. Cause you have this amazing community and you were just on fire. Like I was experiencing, experiencing amazing things in my walk with Christ. And he'd wake me up at like four in the morning or even earlier and just be like, this is what I have for you. And he'd give me a word and I'd write it down and I just like be like, cool. Anything else? Can I go back to bed? <laughs> I'm not a morning person, but I love you. <laughs> yeah. And then, you know, sometimes I'd go back to bed or I'd stay up, you know, studying more and then go to the gym. But, um, COVID happened, we closed down things, and that's how, like, we kind of got the coin thing started. Oh. Yeah, so, um, I had, we had these coins that Jameson gave with, you know, Ephesians on there, the full armor of God, and we would run around, and, like, if we saw anybody in the store who was part of community group, and they didn't have their coin, <laughs> or even if they did, if you're fast yeah. enough, like, chicken, it was girls against the boys. Mm -hmm. So, during COVID, this really kept us together. I have pictures still of, like, Katrina, because she has to keep her business close too. Katrina's like in her shop, and we're like outside, and she's like behind the glass, and we're like, you know, coin, <laughs> <laughs> go team. So um, <clears throat> that that really kept us together, which I'm really grateful for that. And we made a whole yeah. game out of it. And then I kept. And it's still going on. Oh, it's still going on. <laughs> I didn't think about getting any yesterday with Bobo. Uh, Man, darn it! Yeah. <laughs> Did you bring it today? It's in my car. It's always we'll have to we'll have to take a picture. Yeah, of yeah, yeah. Yes. Good idea. And there's two girls here, by the way. So Dang. we win. <laughs> ah, we win. <laughs> it's a loss. <laughs> <laughs> but um, anyways, um, we I started volunteering a lot in the community. Um, for COVID, the food banks started really, you know, mm -hmm. kicking off and food getting shut, sent up here and us unloading at different churches, like at the, at the Blue Ridge school, um, giving out, you know, meals for people. I stood out of Blue Ridge elementary school outside of that for lots of time and, and rain and snow and, Jeez. but it was cool. It still kept us together because we were allowed to congregate in certain, you know, amount of people and as long as you have the mask on and you know you're 
it was all weird but yeah. that kept us together and that's how i got super super involved in things and then i had a dream oh. i had a very scary dream and i don't dream a lot okay i um <clears throat> dreams have always just when i was younger i'd be able to see like things that shouldn't be there you know like demons and stuff mm. and so i think that because i shut that down at such an, a young age um that i just don't really have bad dreams so mm. when i do i really am just like what does this mean so you'll understand this later so i was um in my bed in my i, I was sleeping and in my dream i was in my bed sleeping and I remember um, being woken up by something and I moved the blanket and this black snake came out and bit me. Whoa. And I, I like, I, ta I remember talking to Christina and Katrina about it and being like, this is weird. Like, I don't remember dreams or I don't dream like that, you mm -hmm. know? And mm -hmm. if usually if I know something's turning scary in my dream, I'm, I'm able to wake up. I'll wake myself mm -hmm. up. Like if I have like a dream about my kids, something happening to my kids sure. before anything happens, I can wake myself up. So it was really weird. <clears throat> and then during volunteering, I met this guy <laughs> and, um, he presented, I didn't want to date. I did not want to date. Like I was done dating. I was yep. done with everything. I was single for quite a while and I loved being single and just focusing on my walk with Christ and um the kids but i had prayed to christ you know hey i am i think that i'm ready to you know meet someone and actually get married and you know try to do things right if that's what you want for me like mm -hmm. these were my prayers and so you know just living my life Good. going on about my business and i met okay. this guy and um he he just got super involved in volunteering with me and we had got to know each other really well became super good friends through volunteering together and just being stuck on the same team all the time. And then he started working on security team. Mm -hmm. So we got to know each other, you know, even better. And then we started dating and I mean, I know you guys know my story, but he was definitely a sheep in wolves clothing. Mm -hmm. So I always interpret because right before that, that dream is how we oh. started dating right after that dream. Oh, and then okay. mm -hmm. going through what I did for the year after with him, like that, I didn't think about that dream until after I got out of that relationship with him, oh, it all made sense all of a sudden, you know, the snake or something like that for me to, you know, beware or to be yeah. cautious because oh, okay, okay. I do think God does talk to you through dreams or it could just be, yeah. it was, you know, very coincidental, but with God, I don't think there are coincidences. No. No. So, <clears throat> but I went through that relationship. He is, um, how long was that relationship? It was nine, 10 months. Mm -hmm. More it abuse. felt like, years of my life oh, <laughs> so it, he's this man he's really i'll just say his name's justin i won't say his last name yeah. mm -hmm. justin's very he's very manipulative and he is a snake he's definitely a snake he's a narcissist um he abused me in every way you could think of the physical didn't come until i was done when i was done when i was finally done that day is when he put his hands on me physically but oh, wow. mm -hmm. I always said that I could seriously go through a physical abuse, then be abused mentally and emotionally, how mm. he abused me. Like there, I would call Katrina and Christina and be like, I'm losing my mind. I don't know what's going on with me. And they would just be like, leave him. But I can leave him because if you go through all the psychological stuff, you are trauma bonded to this person. 
and they become a part mm. of your life. And then like, I haven't had like addiction really for substances in my life, but mm. I was completely addicted to this relationship and this man, like him getting mad and leaving out of the blue was like the end of my life. And I was just so sad all mm. the time. My every breath depended on him, which is, is really sick. But when you get into an abusive relationship with a narcissist, they're very cunning and they're very smart. And he started out as like a great guy. Everybody in group even thought he was a great guy. We welcomed him into our community group. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And <clears throat> it just slowly but surely, like he love bombs you. That's the beginning of the abuse is love bombing. They, they make you feel like mm. so beautiful and the only person in the world and within he he started telling me he loved me within a week of us dating. I remember I didn't want to say it back. Oh, soon. And he got mad at me. And oh. then I felt bad that he was mad at me. Oh. Because I didn't want to say it back. Oh, shoot. <clears throat> and then he um, he tried to move in, and I was like, no, you're not living here. I haven't lived with anybody. After just a few months or something? After like a few weeks, oh, because geez. he was in recovery at the time. Yes, I know, people. <laughs> <laughs> you don't date a guy in recovery, but he presented himself <laughs> as different. <laughs> like I know every woman's going to say this, because yes. every woman who I've helped after this, yes. but he was different. And I was like, girl, I've been right where you are. They're not different. They're all the same. Mm -hmm. But um, definitely, please, if you're not... Just don't date somebody who's in recovery. I mean, if you're dating before, I get that. But if you're like, hi, my name's Justin. No, my name's Patrice. I'm in recovery. Sweet. Let's date. Stupid idea. <laughs> that makes Good sense. Advice. I mean, because clearly there's an issue that hasn't resolved itself or, or it hasn't been resolved. Right. You know, so w why wouldn't there be more conflict in that person's life with other things, you right. know, with new relationships, with anything? So that, yeah, that makes sense. That makes sense. I mean, mm -hmm. I, I, at first I was like, man, is, that's kind of harsh. Like, cause, but no, that makes sense because they're struggling right now. They need to focus on they're themselves. They're in a moment of period. struggle. Like essentially yeah. they just came up off the rock bottom mm -hmm. and they're just like one step away from the rock yeah. bottom. You know, and you should always, um, Ernie, Pastor Ernie actually has said this, that once you get out of recovery, you should wait two years before you even Dang. entertain anything romantically because you have got to learn how to live again. And it takes two years. There's something psychological yeah. in the mind too. You know, that makes total sense. learn how to have a healthy relationship, go to the counseling, go to the classes, figure out how to be sober, get a house, get yeah. all these things rather than, you know, but addicts are addicts yeah. and they cling on to something and narcissists are, I swear they're succubuses and they cling on to anything that is mm. good and of light. So mm -hmm. they, <clears throat> they, they are jealous of anything that you have. And in the beginning they might put you on a pedestal and be like, Oh, you're so amazing. And they do believe that, that you're amazing. But then after time, mm -hmm. they get jealous of that amazing thing and they want that from you. Hmm. So what they do is they strategically start breaking you down slowly and slowly and slowly. Justin knew I was involved in my church very, very highly. And mm -hmm. he wanted that. And I tried to shoot like help him come into it with yeah. commute with um community group and security team and being part of a table with ernie and stuff and he it still wasn't enough i remember the first time i sang he had gone to um out of town to bisbee or something and we had i had broken up with him before my friend horacio passed away mm he would not let me be friends with any other man period he accused me of having a relationship with jameson and mm -hmm. ryan and horacio and so out of respect for my relationship or what i thought you know i wasn't as 
um, talkative with these men in my life. Mm-hmm. So um, Horacio ended up, the last time I talked to Horacio, he was telling me about his, well, in person, he was telling me about his, his truck and we were looking at his new truck and I remember walking outside of Jameson's house and, and being like nice but also being really worried and scared because I knew I'd be in trouble when I got home. So I came back in. Um, we had community group. We went home. And I remember he got really, really upset with me. He didn't put hands on me, but it was always like, you're a slut, you're a whore, you're just an attention whore. Like, you really aren't a woman of God. Like, you fooled everybody. You just like the attention, all these kinds of things. And you have to know that with an abuser and a narcissist, mm-hmm. everything that they're telling you is a representation of themselves. It's a mm-hmm. mirror of themselves. Uh, like narcissism comes with what is it narcissus is that was his name he was a greek greek oh, okay. uh, oh. story or whatever uh-huh. and he found himself looking at himself in the reflection in the water and he couldn't stop looking at himself and then it goes into oh, like wow. this whole whole thing it's narcissism they're selfish they're obsessed with themselves mm-hmm. um they come first all the time but <clears throat> um I remember getting in really big trouble Horacio and i used to talk Almost every night, I got Horacio to come to group. Um, him and Ryan and Christina and myself were close. We'd like three way call each other in, you know, talking about Jesus and all these things that were happening in Horacio's life. And, and I knew Horacio for years before, you know, he even started coming to church. Mm-hmm. Um, and we just had a great bond and a wonderful friendship. He was my brother. And I'm glad that, you know, he came in. Like, he was involved in church through, like, sound, but he wasn't, mm. like, involved, like, mm. committed to, like, the relationship or anything like that. Yeah. But the last few months of his life, he really, he really was. It was beautiful to see. Oh, wow. So I had to cut off that relationship, and then we found out that Horacio was in Phoenix with liver failure. And so we texted him, actually, the shirt. Yes. I was gonna say is from him and the the words on the back or the last text he sent to Bobo oh wow and we ended up losing him and I it's still hard for me to talk about because he's such it it just happened so fast and I felt so guilty because it alcohol that yeah yeah I mean I can't say like for sure but he did struggle with alcohol a lot you know and they put him on dialysis and he was gone within like a few days oh wow wow yeah it just happened like that but um I had broken up with Justin but prior to, you know, losing Horacio and even th- I was just keeping myself busy, um, hanging out with Christina and Katrina all the time. Like we're just staying involved in church, all this stuff. And then as soon as we found out about Horacio, Justin shows up at my house and he comes to, he, he, it was right after Ryan and Christina left after telling me that Horacio was, was gone. And he comes in and he's like, I'm so sorry. Apologized for everything. Like, I know you guys were close and that was like your brother. And I ruined that. And I'm sorry. I'm just a jealous Mexican. Like, mm. you know, he, he would say jealous Mexican because I'm half Mexican. And my, you know, Mexican men in my family were jealous. My grandpa's a very jealous man. Mm. And, and he would relate the things because we grew up similar. Mm. Um, and I would just, and I was just like, fine, whatever. I didn't want to talk to him. And then he just kept saying like, you know, I know you feel guilt and shame, which are all the things that I felt because yeah. I felt like I turned my back on a brother. Mm. Um, and slowly he started slithering his way back in and I opened that door again and he started slithering his way back in and it all came full circle. Um, in the beginning of this relationship, Jameson had found out what kind of a man he was and called me worried and was like, mm. I don't think this is a good idea anymore. Like I thought it was, but 
people are coming and telling me these things and I don't want you to get hurt. And I would defend him and be like, that's his past. He's in recovery. He's a good man. He's working out with me. He's taking care of his kids. We're going hiking. We're doing all these things. Like he's turned over a new leaf that if it's anything is coming from a crazy ex-girlfriend, like I don't believe this, blah, 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 blah. Hmm. Always had his back. Um, And just nothing ever got better. It would get good for three days and then it would be bad. And he would always make an excuse about how he'd leave my house for the weekend because I would say something wrong. One mm. night, I was just sitting in my backyard listening to music, and I was severely depressed. I, I mean, I lost so much weight in that relationship. I got mm. to maybe like 110 pounds. I was tiny at the wow. time. And um, he would always say that you're only losing weight because you want people to think that I treat you bad and because you always have to come off as the victim, Patrice. Mm. Like, you always have to be the girl who needs saving. And I'm sorry, I don't need saving. Jesus already saved me, mm-hmm. but these words were, would just impact my heart and my soul. And I remember being in the back of the house, you know, he came in to take a shower cause on the weekends he would stay with me. Mm-hmm. Um, he came in to take a shower. I didn't have the kids. We were going to make dinner together and he, he left and I couldn't figure out why he left. So I called him and I'm like, Hey, where are you? And he's like, I left. I'm not going to have a girlfriend who effing ignores me the whole time and sits in the freaking yard. He would do things like that. One time he left me in Safeway all by myself because he said I looked at another man. Like it was it was like psychological warfare inside wow. of me, emotional. And they're good at this and he's strategic at it. If you were to meet him in public, he'd be like, hey, how are you? I'm Justin. Oh, I'm Nikki. I'm Jason. And you would think he's like so cool. And you'd be like, you should come to church sometime. Like we should hang out. Mm-hmm. Because he presents himself as that. Yeah. And and he doesn't give off that vibe until you're you're in it. But now, being with somebody like him, I can smell them everywhere. Yeah. I, I know where they are. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm always like, have a good day, goodbye. I'm going to go now. <laughs> Yikes. But it was it was it was really bad. It it just it he the things that he would say, the things that he would do, like you were constantly walking on eggshells, you were just high and low and high and low and high and low, and your brain starts to rewire itself where it gets addicted to the highs and the lows and the highs and the lows and the highs and the lows, mm. and it doesn't know how else to be. Mm-hmm. I used to get so stressed that I would get bloody noses out of nowhere, like out of nowhere. He would fight with me, and I, my nose would just bleed wow. like a fountain. It wasn't like Jeez. a little drip. It was a fountain, <clears throat> and I had to go in, and I got it, my um, I had a blood vessel exposed in there that I never had before, you know, until this relationship, and had to get that cauterized. My lupus hadn't flared for like three years. It flared almost twice in this relationship. Um, I couldn't do anything like my job. He would drive by my job all the time. He'd show up in places. I would give Ryan a hug and he'd be like, you're with Ryan. I know you're running around. But I would be home and he'd be telling me, no, you're somewhere else to the point where I was like, was I there? Like knowing I'm home, but Mm. maybe I was there earlier in the day. The kids started learning how to cover for me because... I'm a ditz, and at the time, I lived right down the road from you guys, and Safeway's right there. So if I forget something, I can mm. just go right back. It's right there. Yeah. I mean, my kids could walk to it. Sure. And because I would go there sometimes twice a day, he would be like, well, you're screwing around with the manager because I had to work <clears throat> side by side with the manager when I was promoting uh, Thrive Vitamins. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah. So, you know, blah, 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 blah. And, and I would start lying to him about things to cover for me, or, or he would, like, tell my daughter, 
or asked my daughter like how many times you go to Safeway today and Squishy would lie and be like only once and she's Jeez. a baby and she learned how to lie and it was yeah. conditioned around this and then my kids didn't want to come home anymore and it just it got insane and I couldn't see a way out and then finally my sister hated him mm, my bet. sister saw him for who he was right away <clears throat> and he hated her and he threatened to like blow her head off at the recenter before Whoa. I didn't know this until after and um I remember going up or calling her or something and I was just like in a panic and I was like, I don't know what's going on with me. Like, I don't know who I am anymore. Like, I just, I don't know up from down. You don't, you don't in this kind of relationship. And she's like, dude, you're dating her mom. Mm. And I was just Whoa. like, what? And she's like, you're dating our mom. You need to figure your SHIT out. Sorry guys. <laughs> and figure out what's going on with you and i'm like dude i wow. de i dealt with that i've already dealt with this like i'm you know in my yeah. early 30s i've dealt with that already no more so um that really even though i said that i you know it didn't it just it really turned on a light bulb for me and i started going back to everything that i saw growing up and i have never healed from that I've never mm. healed from seeing what my mom did to my dad and my stepdad. I never healed from the things that she would do to me out of anger. You know, I, I never healed from those things. And with my mom, it was always up and down and up and down and up and down and always oh, seeking approval. So of course, if you don't deal with your trauma as a child, you are so much more likely to date that person. Mm hmm in in your adulthood it, it's it's a whole science behind it wow. we could get into that but it's i never dealt with that and i always just stuffed and as an adventist too you're taught to stuff you are to present yourself as this perfect person who mm -hmm. always looks clean on the outside and you don't talk about those things you don't i didn't know what sex was until i had sex yeah. in the adventist religion i never knew what it was wow and then it happened to me and i mean okay that that's what it is you know mm -hmm. so it's it's mm -hmm. a lot of shame and you don't talk about that and you stuff it and you stuff it so when <clears throat> i started figuring out okay this is bad i'm in a relationship like what i grew up with and i need to get out so i slowly started you know pulling myself away and then it would be well we're back together and it says it takes statistics show that it takes seven times seven attempts to actually leave an abusive partner mm, wow okay. and actually doing it and that i think mine was more <laughs> you know Jeez. when when i was with him right before i i was it was after Horacio and i was getting to be done again i people had talked to me about this woman named brandy who had dated him before me and from what he had told me was she's a crazy ex. Um, she was abusive. She would beat up on me all the time. Um, she was a user. Mm -hmm. He's really good at manipulating. You know, the last person is talking to you yeah. about that because they're crazy. So for some reason, one night I was, you know, in my backyard and I was just bawling. And I had never, I mean, I, I dealt with suicidal thoughts when I was a teenager. Mm -hmm. But as an adult, after having my kids, I never thought about it. But in this relationship, I was so down and so dark that I actually thought numerous times about ending my life. Wow. So many times about ending my life. And wow. I remember one time I talked to Justin about it and he just mocked me for it. He's like, you're sick. You're demented. Like, mm -hmm. who are you? Like, you're not a Christian. You're not a woman of God. Like, he would mm -hmm. always use God against me. 
But anyway, so I called Brandy or I messaged her and said, hey, this is my phone number. I've been through something bad and I need to talk to you. And so she got off of work and she called me around 11 o'clock that night. She worked at Charlie Clark's at the time and we watched the sun come up. We talked on the phone for that long. Wow. And Dang. everything that I told her, he, she was like, yep, yep, yep. And then before, it just it felt good to know I wasn't crazy. Sure, yeah. Um, but before she got off the phone, she was like, hey, I just want to let you know that I know you said that you're done, but I know you're not because I've been where you are and you're going to go back to him. And I just want to let you know that I don't judge you at all. I just don't want him to know that we talked because I'm scared that he'll finally kill me because he tried to kill her with guns, um, like put shotguns to her head, choked her. Like, Jesus, please. He's, he's awful, awful person. Whoa. But I didn't even know all that until I talked to her. And mm. anyway, so give it, you know, a few days later, he's back on my porch apologizing and we're back together. So... And I remember that I was saying the first time that I sang, he had gone to Bisbee and we had gotten into an argument about something stupid. I don't know what, but they were always big, especially when he's out of town. And usually an abuser, when they start arguments while they're out of town or start arguments to spend the weekend away from you, they're cheating. Oh, I um, see. Yeah. But he, he had gotten down on me and I, he was supposed to come back Saturday so that he could be there for me to sing. He didn't come home. And so I was like, hey, it, this is important to me. And I'm singing Horacio's song, you know, that's not at his funeral um, for church. And I really need your support, you know. And he's like, well, you've thrown my name through the mud because he knew that I was talking to Christina and Katrina. But I mm. even stopped talking to them for a while because they were so worried about me. They talked to their husbands and their husbands would talk. And then they'd be like, you can't be a part of group. They kicked him out of community group. Yeah. Oh, wow. So, <laughs> yeah. Probably so, um, yeah. So, but, um, he started this fight first thing in the morning. Like you have to be to church at like seven mm -hmm. to get ready to like set up and everything. <clears throat> so he started it on me first thing in the morning, mm -hmm. calling me and calling me names. And I'm only doing this because I want to be the center of attention. And this isn't for God. It's for your own vein, all this, all this crazy stuff. And, you know, at, that's what I was meaning. My heart just didn't feel right because I'm. Mm -hmm. I'm so worried about being dumped by this guy and maybe I'm not in the right and I'm here on stage singing oceans, you know, but I had such an experience, mm. you know, um, singing oceans, mm -hmm. but just things like that. But anyways, I finally, I finally was done. Um, we, do you guys remember when we had Cassie's surprise party? No. At her, um, her at Sage's mom's house. Mm -mm. We weren't that? we weren't part of a group at that point. I thought yeah. you were. Mm -mm. I thought yeah. you, I swore you guys were there. Anyways, you guys probably came no. in and after. So it was okay. it was around that time uh -huh. <laughs> okay. in November. Um, and um, he had messaged me. I, I told him no more. I blocked him from everything. I was just like, I'm, I'm so done with you. He did something awful. I can't remember what. But um, I just said I was done. I blocked him and he freaked out because I had never like blocked him for a consistent like long time. Mm. I, you unblock him. You It's a sick, twisted Jeez. cycle that you get involved in. Anyways, yeah. so I unblocked him or I blocked him and he started calling frantically and he would call from, you know, um, blocked numbers. Because mm. when you block somebody and he taught me this, when you block somebody, but then you block your phone to call them, it'll come as unknown caller or restricted. So at least 
it goes through and you can see he taught me mm. a lot of things like I would call him constantly too, like an obsessive person which is very unhealthy and not okay yeah, and I just sure. did things out of character anyways um I told him I was done no more he started calling Ernie and was like well Ernie can save us we'll do counseling with Ernie because you did it with your ex-husband he'll do it for us because we're getting married all this stuff anyways I we started talk of course you know I unblocked him like an idiot we started talking again he wanted me to come over um and then he didn't want me to come over and then he wanted me to come over they didn't want me to come over anyways this whole thing that day um and he wanted cigarettes I went to go bring him cigarettes he was um talking to another female Mm -hmm. loudly and they'll do this they set you up for things like this i walk in and i was like what the f you know because it was on speakerphone i heard everything i was like what the f he's like you need to get the f out of here oh well you know he has to set up where i sound crazy Mm. um he jumped over the breakfast nook that he had right there grabbed me by the hair and just pulled me through the house like a rag doll um, oh my gosh. It, it was bad. And the only way I got him to let go of me is I grabbed him by his nuts and I twisted and pulled mm-hmm. with all my strength. And then the adrenaline was so high, like things got broken and stuff. And I left. I ended up leaving and he called the cops on me. He like scratched his chest and ripped his shirt and said it was all me. And I was on the ground. The wow. only hold I had of him was, you know, his mm-hmm. nuts. So, you know, I got um, cited and released because it was at his property. And then I put a restraining order on him. And it's been the end of that. Jeez. Wow. So. What an ordeal. It was awful. It was awful. But I, I you know, in that relationship, I still ha- I had my relationship with God. And I, I really dove in because I think that women, men who are in those things and they are Christian, they, they know that they have a problem or a situation and they don't know how to get away but they know where to go. They Mm. just have to build the strength for it. Oh, I see. So I definitely still had my relationship with Christ and I was still diving into the word all the time, but it was, it was hard and it was scary. And I'm glad that I got away because I knew that I was going to end up dying either by my own hand or he was finally going to kill me. So, but that's what, what brought me here. (laughs) And that's, (laughs) Why I say, like, be careful when you pray for a testimony. Because you'll get one. You'll get one. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. You'll get one. But that, and now we, um, another woman reached out to me. Her name is Amber. She um, dated him after me for a few months, and he was abusive with her, too. It didn't get as extreme yet because it was still so new with them. Um, But she knew something was wrong, and she reached out to me like I did with Brandy. And we all met and shared our stories and cried and found support and decided to do something about it. And we started, uh, it's called the Rafa Foundation. It's a nonprofit foundation that helps create funds and build community against abuse of any type. But we definitely, we highlight the domestic abuse and the narcissism, the narcissistic abuse and the sexual abuse because we all went through those things with him. And um, we started a podcast called Gaslight Proof, and we have our second 5K on October 7th at the Sholo Park to the Ooh. house. Yeah, yep. we'll be doing that. Yeah, it's I think we're going to do it this year. Walk, run away from abuse. Yes. And it's amazing. So God really put me on a different, a different path that I was expecting, and I, I never thought that I would be working with abuse victims or p- women who have been through what I've been through and even men 
Um, but I mean, it all, it all correlates. It all runs together because I, I grew up in it. I thought I dealt with it and that would never happen to me because blah, blah, blah. And then I go through it with being the victim. And sometimes I was the abuser too with my words. Definitely. Mm -hmm. I learned how to have a sharp tongue. Mm -hmm. And even sometimes I feel so bad. My husband's like, you have a sharp tongue. And I'm like, I'm so sorry. (laughs) 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 Like you have to really watch yourself. But, um, God pulled me through something and I can see it now to where this foundation is my baby now and it's my new business and whatever I have to do to try to keep this going and raising funds and raising awareness about people like RX because they're out there and they're all over and they get away with everything while they're beating their wife or their kids or sexually abusing their kids or their wife at home. You know, yeah. it, it all gets, needs to be exposed and the God, whatever is done in the dark, you know, God reveals in the light. The darkness cannot stand the light. And I feel like going through that darkness, I had to understand the dark. And now I understand how beautiful the light is because God brought me my husband. And it's it's really, it's a blessing that I got out. <laughs> it's a blessing that I have the strength to speak about it. Yeah, yeah definitely. Um, it's a blessing that we have a podcast and a nonprofit and, a, and a, an event now. And it's a blessing that I can relate to those people now. And I think that's where God wanted me to be able to not be like, Oh yeah, I dealt with that when I was younger. Why don't you just leave? Like that's the last thing you want to say to an abuse survivor. Why don't you just leave? Because it takes seven times and you have to go through all this cycle. I've been, I've read every book. I've talked to every person you can think of to understand why I didn't leave. And unless you're in it, you don't understand it. So I think God really took me there for a reason. Yeah. That's incredible. <laughs> that story is incredible. It was Thank incredible. you for sharing that. It is pretty crazy. God gives us that ability to look back, right, and see mm-hmm. why we went through what we went through to get to where we're at. Absolutely. And it's been really awesome to see your foundation come to life mm-hmm. and grow and thrive, and it's just blossomed into this amazing thing. Yeah. So I've got two girls who, who you know, Brandy got it the worst from him. Mm. I mean, there's other women before him who got it the worst, but from somebody who I'm close with Brandy did and she saved me and then we were able to come together and help Amber get out. And if it wasn't for those two women, like I wouldn't know what I'm doing, like their strength and all of this. And we're so different. Like if this didn't happen, we probably would never be friends because we're so different. But I mean, we were all brought together for a reason and we butt heads sometimes, but there's (laughs) all love there because we know where we've all been come from. Yeah. Yeah, it's neat. You guys like have like a like a new like shared purpose like mm-hmm. through through trauma. Yeah, you know it's cool. But it, but in the, that's how God works, right? It's like mm-hmm. God will bring the glory mm-hmm. through the worst situations. Yeah, you know? but yeah, that's that's awesome. And and God brought me my husband, and I never. I mean, you know how God loves you, or Jesus loves you through your father, you know, and and being an adult now, my father remarried, and he has a different life now, you know, so I don't get to see him as much, but it's amazing to see how much God loves me through my husband. Hmm. Like, it's Ronnie, I mean, no relationship is perfect, no marriage is perfect, we have our disagreements, but Ronnie like truly adores the ground that I walk on <laughs> and he's my biggest support system. And he's, he can say you have a sharp tongue, honey, but I love you and <laughs> I'm going to walk away right now, you know, <laughs> but he, you know, I really think that as a husband, you are supposed to demonstrate God's love for your wife. Mm-hmm. 
that way. And that is supposed to show us how God truly sees us and loves us. Mm-hmm. We're supposed to be treated like princesses and queens. Yeah, definitely, man. And yeah, I get to see that every day through my hubby. Thanks, babe. <laughs> He's a sweetheart. Yes, he is. Come home. So is my husband. <laughs> I try my best. You do great. But you're right. Yes. Everybody struggles. Yeah. You know, it's like, how yeah. do you put, how do you put your emotions in the back seat? How do you, you know, use the discernment to analyze a situation mm-hmm. or, or how do you discern your own feelings? You know, why, why do I feel this way? Why, why do I think she feels this way? You know, or what did I notice right. about last week mm-hmm. that well, maybe why she's acting this way or what did I do last week? <laughs> or who, who did something to me last week <laughs> that's I making me bad. act this way to her? Yeah. Or, you know what I mean? I, yeah, that's, that's, that's true. There's a lot, of, yeah. a lot of angles and people have their faults. You know? Absolutely. But it's having that grace for your spouse too. Totally. It's like me, I go on the defensive and that's also something that I struggle with from being young, you know, being raised in that. And then my ex-husband, or not my ex-husband, um, my ex-Justin mm-hmm. is, you know, it's, yeah. I get defensive because I think I'm in trouble about something. So if Ronnie will be like, hey, you didn't text me very much today. I'm like, well, I guess I did something wrong again. Uh, Sorry. I see. What yeah, are yeah. you going to tell me that I did wrong? But that's not even it. It's him just being like, hey, I didn't hear much from you today. I love you. Is everything okay? Sure. I'd love to hear more from you. I'm on a fire for three weeks. Yeah. 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 You know? Yep. And me, I'm just like, <laughs> No. This sounds familiar. This sounds familiar. And yeah, you can't yeah. do that. That's not fair to my husband. And I, I have had to learn that. And I'm still learning that every single day that they are night and day, my ex mm-hmm. and him. And I married him because God put him. He seriously, God just like put him right in front of me at church, my husband. And I was like, hey. <laughs> <laughs> and then I was like, dang it. I didn't want to talk to this guy. I don't want to date anybody. Just like, ah, uh. God was like, no, mm-hmm. wow. no. That's so cool. Yeah. He's a sweetheart. Yes. Right on. Good. Yeah. Well, I'm really happy for you, and I'm happy to see how your life has been blossoming. It is. And still is. Yes. God's still writing the story. Mm -hmm. He's got a lot more work to do through you. That's for sure. I'm ready. What's coming up next? Is there anything like in the pipeline? Um, Aside from the, the 5K? The 5K is what we're focusing on right now. Um, we have a gala coming up for the recenter to raise funds. Oh, wow. I work for the recenter. I'm the Survive Services Director. Um, that is October 22nd so it, or 21st. It's yeah. the weekend of the women's um, getaway. Oh. oh, the women's retreat. Okay. The women's retreat, yeah. So um, if you can like come back into town, that'd be cool. but we're doing that we're it's just getting out in the community um it's getting we're doing a hunger fundraiser for the recenter um i called it the hunger warrior Mm. um is it all women's gala is it women's only gala no okay so anybody can come yeah because i won't be at the women's retreat you won't be there (laughs) weird huh yeah but I, i i should be your date Oh, I get it. Yeah. It's like a dance thing, isn't oh, it? Oh, I get it. Or because I'm going to be go like with working so you can be Ron's date Exactly. Maybe I'll go, go with an, another guy whose wife's date. at the retreat. There you go. <laughs> yeah. There you go. That might work. Yeah, there you go. We'll, we'll work you it go. out. We'll work it out. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's going to be fun. It's, yeah. We're going to make it's um, Cirque du Soleil. Is oh. that how you say it? It's like the Cirque theme? Cirque du Soleil. Cirque du Soleil. Yeah, that's the theme. There's like a T in there somewhere. It's French, right? It's French. Uh, yes, Probably. it is French. I don't think there's a T in there anywhere. Cirque du Soleil. It comes from Canada. <laughs> I love Canada. 
<laughs> Who knows? You know? Who knows? I hear they're part French. I don't know. But uh, that's cool, man. The 5K, the gala, mm-hmm. all sorts of big things coming yeah. up this year. And our podcast is every other Friday. So this Friday, um, Gaslight Proof is hosting um, our host. His name is Rob Hefner. He's been such an amazing person. He heard our story and said, hey, I want to do a podcast. Can I host you? And we're like, yeah. So he had all the equipment and just said, come sit down and let's talk. And Sweet. Yeah, we've had it for two years now. In September, it'll be two years. Nice. Wow. Um, but this coming Friday. So that's going to be June 23rd. What is? This coming Friday. Oh, it is. Right. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. Yeah. Right. June 23rd. Yeah. What's yep. today? Yeah. We had yep. yesterday off, so I still think today's We're Monday. All thrown off. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> but. Oh, yeah, yeah. Juneteenth. Okay. But Rob is hosting my husband and Amber and Brandy's fiancés. So it's going to be like a perspective of, you know, having to, not having to, but falling in love with women after an abuser like our ex was mm-hmm. and life after that and how how do they, you know, kind of deal, I guess, I don't know if I use that word, but deal with us after because we do get defensive and it's hard for us because we're triggered by weird things. I can drive by a tree and remember him like doing something awful to me at a tree and I just start bawling and then I, it's a mm. repressed memory. And then how does my husband deal with that uh, without well. going out and killing the person, you know? Uh, <laughs> mm-hmm. yes. So, but it, it's, I cannot wait for it. I haven't heard it yet because Rob kept it from us. Oh. I was like, we really want to hear it. And Rob's like, huh. You're not going to until I air it. So, <laughs> but yeah, this Friday it comes out and it's every other Friday. Awesome. Sweet. Awesome. We will definitely drop some links to your podcast yeah. in the, in the show description here and um, for your foundation and mm-hmm. we'll have all the associated links. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. Recenter. The Recenter. Yes. Come oh. and see me. Ob- yes. Absolutely. That's cool. We need lots of volunteers. Always. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Heard, yeah, all, they also need some donations, folks. Um, for they were get, they were getting low on food. Yeah, serve hundreds of meals, uh, three days, three four days a week. I forget what it was. I think four it's three, days, right? Yeah. Four four, four days, days a week. A week mm-hmm. They serve hundreds of meals to the people who are disenfranchised up here. Mm-hmm. We're talking the elderly, children, um, single moms, all walks of life, all yeah, ages. All they walks they of come life. and depend on a meal at the ch- at the uh-huh, recenter. Yeah, yep. And if we have to close that down, it's going to be heartbreaking. We'll f- we're trying to raise enough money by the middle of July. If we may, rem- if we raise a certain amount of money, we'll keep the um, food program open until the. Ho- we'll still have our like food bank because okay. that's a United Food Bank. But like the hot meal program, mm-hmm. people are able to come through the doors and sit down, and it's like a restaurant experience. Yeah, I'm, they're served. Yeah, right? you're served with dignity. Oh. Mm-hmm. And if you, yes, and if you need a to-go plate, we'll gladly give give that to you. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, there's it, they don't have to come pay for it or anything like that. And a lot of people don't understand that there are so many food insecurities up here. Mm-hmm. Like nobody knows. Like I mean, my sister knows the statistics. I don't know it off the top of my hand, but nobody sees it, and I see it firsthand every single day. And I see women struggling because they have nowhere else to take their kids because they just lost their job or they're living in a hotel. Mm -hmm. But they can come into those doors and sit down and have a hot, warm meal. And it's good food. Like Anne, shout out to Anne and, you know, Jay, her husband, plays the bass. And she's my kitchen manager. And she puts so much heart and soul into everything. We do tacos. We do Zupa. The menus are insane. Yeah. Zupa is amazing and she does turkey Zupa for those who don't want to do pork. Nice. Like she really tries to reach every Zupa Toscana? 
Yes. With the potatoes? And With the potatoes. That is so fire. Tomorrow. <laughs> I want It's some. my favorite. <laughs> nice. And it's good. Like, it's yeah. good. It's not like thrown on a plate and like, here you go, have some cheese with some bread. We also do, that just made me remember, if for some reason, like, all the food is served within the day, all the hot meals, um, we have an area by the coffee where there's always bread and peanut butter and jelly. So nice. nobody leaves that place without something. food. Yeah. Man, my awesome. growing up, like even though I had the issues with my, you know, abuse in the area of my parents, but my mom was an amazing cook and that's how she showed love and nobody left hungry. Mm-hmm. And my grandpa was the same way. And then on my dad's side, my Nana and my grandpa, they're still the same way. You get a tortilla when you leave, you get beans and rice, you do, yeah. you know, you, this is love. And when you can provide that love, like nobody needs to be hungry. That is the worst feeling and as an adolescent or a child or a mom not being able to provide like that's that's not cool yeah not cool and the system is so broken anymore that it's it's hard yeah it's hard yeah so that's why i love what our church and recenter is doing Mm -hmm. because you know it's just benefiting so many people out there Mm -hmm. and it's so important so important so if you're able to you're hearing this um please donate and what is it called it's uh Hunger Warrior. The Hunger Warrior fundraiser. So um, you can go on to our Facebook page, The Recenter, and then you'll see a link to the video. Ernie and I did it together, and you can order your shirts from 145 Design. She'll make it for you. You can pick it up at the shop or order it online, whatever works. Or you can donate to us if you guys don't want a shirt. Um, you can come by The Recenter, 814 East White Mountain Boulevard in Pine Top. Um, you can bring cash or check. Um, and, um, or you can go online or scan the QR code or yeah. donate online, anything like that. Okay. Perfect. Yeah. We'll drop the links for the recenter. I found, um, a link on there to donate mm-hmm. as yeah. well. If you mm-hmm. wanted to get a shirt and then donate more and donate you can, more you and can do that. There's monthly donations. You guys, people can do. I yeah. know that, um, Alberto started being one of our monthly donors. Oh, wow. Really? Help, which is, yeah. Thank you to them. Shout out to Alberto's yes. best Mexican food, mm-hmm. like drive through joint on, on the mountain. The mountain. Yes. yes. Like legit. Carne asada fries. They do pollo asado fries. Did you know that? That's what I heard. Somebody was telling me they'll do carnita fries too. That would be good fire. Oh. Pollo yes. fries would be bomb. I mean, it is so good. That I, sounds good. Uh, uh. My friend Faith convinced me to start 75 hard again starting tomorrow. So oh, no. pollo oh, no. fries are gone you, out of my Tomorrow life though. You have time to stop by yeah. tonight. We should go tonight. <laughs> <laughs> you guys are awesome. I'm going to like be driving by on my way home and be like, Fight it. Uh, fight it. Just fight, fight it. Temptation. Drink your water. Drink your water. <laughs> yeah. oh Dude, have you ever had the tortas? No. I love that, the tortas. Horacio, my friend who passed away, his favorite thing were tortas. I love All those. the time. They're so and good. tamales. They're so good. And the machaca one is so good. There's a ham and cheese one that's really good. Ronnie likes tortas. Yeah. yeah. He would. Yeah. He's a smart guy. He's yeah. a smart guy. <laughs> <laughs> he married fries. me. But, but oh, yeah, man, definitely. That's awesome. And then in the community, we're going to be going by for um, the 5K. We're going to get sponsors. You're going to see a lot of more of that around, cool. you know, the community up here. Exciting. Um, we just started our um, webpage, too. It's called rafa.org. And that's W-R-A-F-A. Yeah, it stands for Walk, Run, Away from Abuse. Dot org. Dot org. And you can, um, you can go on there anonymously, and you can speak to either myself 
brandy or amber and then there's also cool. nicole she takes she's our treasurer on our board mm. she's on there too she's um really behind the scenes a lot but we wouldn't be able to do this without her she's our smart awesome. smart smart one i'm so thankful for her awesome. she's taught me so much <laughs> good crew yeah we have a very good crew I'm very blessed and aren't you doing a float too oh yeah <laughs> <laughs> My eye twitched a little bit. <laughs> yes, so 4th of July, you will see us in the float okay. at the Freedom Parade. Um, this year, it's Party in the USA, so we're going to add our own little idea of a party in the USA that is, you know, it's, it's um, our low, our, our, what is our heading, I guess, for it is Stand Against Abuse. Okay. Trina, of course, are making our, is making our shirts. Mm -hmm. It's going to look bomb.com. We're going to be, you know, sunburnt by the end of it when we get down <laughs> to Cattleman's. But hey. That's a long route. Go to, it's, I've done it so many times. How slow it is. Yeah. I, I've done it and I'm, I've, I've always, like my previous job, I was always like, no, I don't want to do float. I, I've done it with my family yeah. when they own businesses up here. Like, no, like it's awful. And then like I find <laughs> out, hey, we're doing a float. And I'm like, uh, okay, <laughs> anything for our foundation. Let's go. <laughs> Whatever we need go to team. do. Yep. Go yeah. team. So lots of water, otter pops. Good, there you go. Yep. Nice. Yeah, stay hydrated and camel packs. Sugared. Yeah. Yep. Yes. <laughs> Absolutely. Awesome. That's awesome. But yeah. Heck yeah. Man, well that was that was pretty good. Is there anything else like we wanted to wrap up with here? No, anything. I just want to thank you no. for coming on to the show. Thank you for having me. Yeah, of course. We just love you so, so much. Do. I love you guys so much. You guys are so special to me and just my people and Aww. especially I love you, Jason, but your wife is phenomenal, and <laughs> she, she just, rocks. she, thank you. There's some little soul heart ties right there. For sure. yeah. I just, I see her. Mm. I see you, and it, you're beautiful. I see you. <laughs> Inside and out. Thank <laughs> you. <laughs> I love you. <laughs> yeah, it's a good family. We love it up here. It Everybody's is a good great. Family. Yeah. Yeah. But, um, all right, well, I guess. I guess we'll wrap it up there then. Guys, uh, please check the description for all of the links, donations, foundation links, upcoming events. Um, you can stay in touch with Patrice there and her foundation uh, mm -hmm. through the links we'll put up. And uh, again, our email is sanctifiedstudio at gmail.com if you want to send us an email. You want to drop your email? Do you have an, an email? Sure. Yeah, yeah, drop yours. Mine is, um, um, gosh. One, pick one. Mom, it's Patrice at Rafa.org. Patrice at Rafa.org. Guys, mm -hmm. if you want to reach out to Patrice directly to talk about um, any sort of abuse you might be going through mm -hmm. or get some resources and whatnot, yeah. she's there for you. We'll hook you up. 24 7. And like I said, it all can be anonymous. It could all be anonymous yep. too. Whatever you feel safe Just with. Just get the, get the ball rolling. Yep. But yeah, man, thank you for coming on, Patrice. Thank You're the you bomb. Thank you for having me. I we love, love you. Audience, we love you guys. Thank yes, you so much for your support big. and the time you take just to listen to us. You know, it means a lot. Um, keep spreading the word. You know, we're trying to get the word of Jesus out and the power mm -hmm. that that He's you know demonstrating in all of our lives. Mm -hmm. It's pretty apparent. Um, it's undeniable at this point, and that's why we're doing this. So, uh, if you want to share the power that you've experienced in your life um, through Jesus, shoot us an email. We would ha be happy to have you. Talk happy to you. Yeah, definitely. But all right, guys, we'll wrap it up here. We love you. This is Sanctified Studio signing out. God bless. God bless, guys. Bye. Bye. <laughs>